What's up, everybody? We uh, got another episode of Hall and Snokes for you. You got me, Danny Hall, and our Snokes, Matt and Chris. Well, what's up? Howdy. Howdy. So, uh, it's weird to say this so soon, but we just saw another Star Wars movie. Sure yeah. did. Yeah. How did you, uh... I guess, should we just go right into Solo, or...? Well, yeah, fuck it. Let's okay. uh, let's get into it. It's the most cool. freshest thing on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyone who... I guess, uh, where did everybody see it, kind of? Like, what was their uh, game plan or whatever? Uh, I saw it at the theater that's across the street from my house. <laughs> uh... And I saw, yeah, Thursday at like 7 or what have you out with the buddy from work. And uh, we saw it in standard. Uh, and then I saw it again in 3D yesterday. Um, and at a nicer theater <clears throat> that has these like big recliners that like you can like lean back and like the seat kicks out like fucking lazy boy. So that was cool. Um but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where where do you guys see that? So yeah, oh, go oh, ahead. No. I uh, I basically just saw it in Philly. There's like this uh, theater about two miles down the street from me, I guess. But uh, I I actually walked to it and just kind of like did like my little Star Wars bar crawl, just in my Star Wars hat, and trying to see if anybody else is going to see the movie. But it was just me. But hey, I. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I got to to, to walk there. Um, on the way back, there were like fireworks going off on the on the riverfront, so got to see some fireworks. So it it honestly is my own solo event, I guess. There you go. <laughs> We're in solo to solo. I, exactly. I didn't want to make that pun, but hey, <laughs> it's, it's right, that's what I'm here for. It's hard not to. Right. And I went. I went and saw it at the kind of same theater we we went to Last Jedi at. And I went to the the fan event at six o'clock, and that's kind of all I did. Nice. Right. Did you guys go get any like cool stuff? Yeah, yeah I got the got the the dice and the the poster. Well, you got dice. Yeah. Yeah. So I I didn't get shit. <laughs> So I, I didn't get a uh, I didn't get the dice because I guess I went to a Regal Cinema, not an AMC. Oh, okay. I just got a, a poster, some buttons, and a a five dollar popcorn and soda. There but hey, go. I got a I got a, a solo cup and a poster. <laughs> yeah, I want some fucking dice. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're pretty cool. That's the problem. Like, I I could have gone to an AMC, but it was like a half an hour out of my way, and kind of wanted to drink beforehand so <laughs> sure they'll, they'll, be, yeah. they'll be on ebay or something if I really want one. right yeah but yeah i mean the the regal is literally like 12 feet out the door of my house so it'd be kind of like it's kind of hard to justify going anywhere else <laughs> like you walk out the door and you can see it cool so what'd you guys actually think of the movie very much fucking hated it. Oh, sorry. 
no, Chris, go ahead. No, I enjoyed it very much. Like, I went in with very low expectations, even though I was getting like hyped up as it was coming. I, I still had pretty low expectations. I think it was a pretty good, fun movie. Not, I don't know, not not my like favorite Star Wars movie or anything like that, but yeah, it's good. I I honestly really liked it. I uh, I guess I had like I tried to not have as any low or high expectations. And I I had a fun time enjoying myself and I think uh, out of all like the the Disney Star Wars movies this one just made me smile the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. Like I, like current Chris said and, and you said like I had fairly low expectations, but I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I even really thought I was going to. Yeah. No, like, there, there's so much about this movie that just, like, spoke to my childhood. Like, there's a whole slew of prequel references. And just seeing... I, I was actually never, like, a big Han Solo guy. This movie, I, I, I have to say, like, made me more of a Han Solo fan. So, I for that, I liked it. <clears throat> I mean, for me, like, the biggest thing I was worried about and, like we've talked about before is like the thing I was most concerned about is just it not feeling <clears throat> like that same character. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's fucking hard to, it's some big fucking shoes to fill for Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? In, in any, anything, but especially in something like Han Solo, it's like one of the most fucking iconic characters ever in anything. And, like, I felt like the beginning was a little bit clunky. Like, that was, like, probably the weakest yeah. part of the movie for me was probably the first, like, 10 or 15 minutes, maybe. But it, even even that part being a little bit clunky or whatever, I never felt like... Like, I was never taken out of the movie, and I never found myself thinking, like, oh, this is a dude playing Han Solo. You know what I mean? Like, it, it always felt like the same character if that makes sense i see i kind of weird different i don't know i uh the beginning of the movie i felt like i kind of had to put like get into the mindset and be like ah oh, this this is on solo just just go with it but by the time i don't know halfway through the movie or even kind of that scene where he sits in the cockpit with chewy finally <laughs> i think i was just finally like i was on board from there on and all of a sudden I don't know. The Han Solo is kind of from the trilogy, original trilogy, and this Han Solo all of a sudden just clicked together for me. I don't know. I because I heard that a lot from like the early reviews and everybody that said like, oh, the, the beginning kind of is shaky and clunky, but I I, I just kind of felt it was Han Solo right away. Like I didn't really. You had weird creatures. You had all this kind of stuff going on, and I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't find the first half of the movie clunky at all. But that was just my take. Maybe I just was like kind of just happy to see Star Wars in here. All these Star Wars characters talking. Yeah, I don't know if clunky is the right yeah. word. It's like it just it, it felt a little. 
rushed. Out of place, so. rushed. Yeah, I don't know yeah. exactly how to describe it. It just yeah, felt yeah. a little bit off compared to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like the rest of the movie felt like it flowed really well, and like I don't know. I just the first and both times I've seen it, the first part, I'm just like, it's still good. It's not like bad. It just feels a little bit different. And I wonder if like you know maybe that first part is like some of the parts that. Uh, uh, the first director shot and and I, I assume that it is because we saw like set photos not like official ones but like leaked set photos you know a long fucking time ago about the car chase and whatever and the the uh, speeder bike guy chasing after him and all that stuff so it, yeah. it makes me wonder if because it does feel a little bit different so it makes me wonder that that first sort of part maybe that's some of of the carryover from uh uh lord and miller when when they were still on board next that might be one of the things that just like i'm waiting like all right when am i gonna meet chewie when am i gonna meet lando like when do i get the good stuff so me i'm just kind of like anticipating all that and that's why i didn't really like care like notice yeah off or anything i was just kind of like excited to see like what was coming but i guess it just felt a little like I don't even, not even, just like, it was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that, a little bit boring as far as, like, their, their, their setup as far as, like, oh, he, he just yeah. wants to come back and get the girl, that's his only motivation, and I would, you know, like, I don't know, it's uh-huh. a stu- it's a nitpicky yeah. thing, and, and, like, the whole rest of the movie I really liked a lot, and I thought the weird, like, worm lady lady proxima was like a cool design it was like gross and weird and like yeah it felt more prequely and like more clone wars type you know what i mean like it 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 was weird i liked it (laughs) i I didn't enjoy the rock there part two there like (laughs) yeah that's a rock yeah you just made a clicking noise with your like that shit was fun like it's a pretty funny movie i i was like I was on board with most of the the jokes, and like I love that the the reference in this, the little like references in this movie don't like hit you over the head like uh, Panda Baba and like one. It just like, <laughs> yeah things that like if you're if you're like a Star Wars like super geek, you actually know what that means and can like right like they name that. they name drop Bosk and they name yeah. drop how Beckett killed Aura Singh, but they're not just like yeah. hey here's Bosk. Like, and, then, and then there's yeah. like the uh, the colo fish eggs. I didn't catch that. Uh, one one of the Drayden Voss like on his yacht has like these like foods and he's like this is a a colo clawfish egg or something. Huh. It's that the the monster that tries to chase a uh, Qui Gon and Obi in uh, Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like there's a lot of little things like that. And there's I, a lot of Phantom Menace shit. I mean, yeah. we'll get into like the big one yeah. later, but uh, but um, and then like you have Warwick Davis who's like reprising his same character from so, the Phantom Menace. Okay, so that's and is getting actually, a speaking like, role too. That is yeah. Character, yeah, yeah, they because his they they confirmed that his name is Weasel and it's credited in Phantom Menace as being Weasel and he's so it's like the same dude made it from Tatooine. And then also, like, okay, because uh, he's part of uh, Emphis Nest crew, and also you see Edrio Two Tubes from Rogue One as part of that crew. And that is Two Tubes, mm-hmm. not just like a Two Tube species? Yeah, I heard, I saw it on um, some <clears throat> some video that confirmed that it's actually him. 
which was interesting. Uh, I, I thought that whole little crew with Empress Nest was pretty cool. Like, I, I like that little kind of subplot that went through. And See, that, uh, that was actually, like, my biggest, like, surprise was the fact that I thought Empress Nest was going to be, like, the Phasma, where, like, she's just kind of a throwaway character. She kind of looks badass, but doesn't really do much yeah. besides get beat. But Ended she's up actually, having a pretty good payoff. She's, right? like, and- one of my favorite new characters as far as, like, what they stand for and like what who they are like uh, that, that that was an awesome surprise because as we'll get into further like it was actually the one thing i wasn't spoiled spoiled about but yeah, yeah. I, i'm also only on my first showing like i only saw it the opening night i'm planning on seeing it tomorrow night if not the next night but uh i'll have to pick up so i'm sure i'll pick up more every time i see it how is I got my question for you guys? I guess as far as watching it on the opening night, I was actually kind of disappointed. Like our theater was fairly empty and nobody was like excited. I don't know. Everyone sat quietly through the whole movie, which was like, I, compared to like Infinity War like two weeks ago, where oh the yeah, theater was going nothing, nuts. Nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing like that at all for me. Yeah, I. I was... mm-hmm. Sorry, not good. Oh no! I was just gonna say, yeah, it was it was like it was kind of disappointing too. From that point, like usually opening night is like a lot more crazy. It feel like, but and and you know more excitement and more fucking cheering and laughing and whatever. And yeah, I don't know. It was honestly like yesterday when I saw it again with Trevor was probably more of an. Uh, involved crowd than even the first night like and it was definitely wasn't a packed theater like I got there fucking 45 minutes early you you know just to make even though it was across the street and yeah I was definitely one of the first people in there and and it was not even filled up by the time the movie started so was not the most exciting way to see it and and definitely disappointing compared to like some, you know, like Force Awakens or Last Jedi or whatever. When you see those in a like fucking packed house full of maniacs. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a similar experience. Like I, I went to the fan event in Philadelphia, if you think, a major city. I got there an hour early, realized there was no one there, went out, got a beer, came back. There's still maybe like 10, 15 people in the in the theater mm. so it was it was a little disappointing at the end no one even clapped or it definitely uh definitely was not the uh the fan experience i was looking for but uh as far as the movie goes i loved it oh yeah definitely <laughs> what uh what did you think of this this is like a sidebar here but it just popped into my brain as we're like going through the parts of the movie, like, what did you think of the, uh, cause I've heard some people bitch about it of, of the sort of the way that they give him his name. I was, I was kind of hoping that, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I don't care myself, I guess, yeah. but also I was, I kind of wish there was something better to that. If they were going to make it something that he's given like that, just like a random Imperial officer is like, eh, okay. Like, I'm okay with it, but I was like, ah, you could have come up with something better if you were going to do that, or just leave it out. Yeah, I don't know I, if it was necessary. I thought it was dumb, 
but like 15 seconds later, I forgot about it. Yeah. Like, I I don't know know why and and then like the one thought I had is like later in the movie he mentions like he he knew his dad but he was never close with him so like does his dad just not have the last name or never bothered to tell him it I don't know but or his whole family is just like yeah. share exactly. or seal <laughs> exactly <laughs> so like I mean I, it probably if, if I have one time gripe of the movie maybe that's it but it, it is so minor that like oh. I'm not really good it's, it didn't ruin the movie or anything right I'm pretty much in the same boat I'm just like I was like oh yeah huh interesting but I was like huh I kind of yeah I'm kind of with Chris where I was like <laughs> oh, I kind of would expect it to be a little more impact like dramatic or, or like meaningful when he when he gets his name or whatever but like I don't know whatever I, I liked it well yeah. enough I've just I've heard some people fucking bitching about it online but like you know people are gonna find shit to bitch about no matter what um but yeah I I was kind of like my probably only little like mini gripe like that is I was kind of hoping to see at least a little bit of Han in the like flight academy, mm-hmm. and like it just kind of jumps to him like after he already got kicked out, and like I get they're just trying to keep the movie like moving along and and going and whatever. But I would have liked to see a little bit of him like as an Imperial pilot or whatever. Um, I guess they shot some of that stuff, and it might be on some some deleted scenes. Uh, of him in in flight school, but I did also think it was kind of funny when they're like, "We'll have you flying in no time," which I didn't even notice the first time that I saw it. But it's like, "We'll have you flying in no time," and then it immediately cuts to him like getting blasted through the air by a fucking shell landing <laughs> on the ground. Uh, yeah, and that, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I took that. Like, I I thought that like he never really got a chance to get to flight school. Well, because he says, so, like, that happens, and then he hooks up with, like, Woody Harrelson's crew, who's, like, pretending to be Imperials, and then he says something to the effect of, like, like, I'm a good pilot, like, I got kicked out of the flight academy because I had a mind of my own, and they, like, sent me down to the infantry after that, and, uh... Alright, okay, so I I guess I didn't really kind of put that all together, but I guess, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see some more scenes, like, of him... Talking to yeah, because I read an interview with like Lawrence Kasdan today that said that that was like some of his fa- some of the, his favorite stuff too that had gotten cut was was the Flight Academy stuff, and I think that would be cool to see, just because that's like kind of the old EU backstory or whatever. But um, yeah, so he like you know goes through all that shit with them, and then he tries to blackmail them, and then gets immediately arrested. I I don't know, like I was not honestly like I wasn't expecting the Chewbacca intro. Like I wasn't, I was expecting like oh cool they're doing a like Luke and the Rancor pit type of <laughs> fucking yeah. thing. Like this will be interesting, and like he'll have to fuck it. I wasn't expecting it to be Chewie, and I I thought that. It, that whole scene and the whole introduction with them was really well done, and and I don't know, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, and that, that's what like it's a it's an interesting callback because like you you your mind goes straight to like the raincore scene, and then like I think like you're thinking about this is like wait what's going on here, like, and then you see like the furry wet leg, you're like it's chewy, 
And then, like, that, that whole scene was just perfect, how they, like, he starts, like, talking to the Wookiee. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> fucking scene where they're talking in Shrewook, like, yeah. and that was one point, that was one of the few points in the movie where, on opening night, where people, like, clapped and cheered a little bit was when fucking, when the first time after you see it, like, the leg come out and then Chewie comes into frame and he, like, roars like a motherfucker, like, that was one of the only times people, like, got excited and were clapping and shit, um, yeah, I, I like, I do, and just, like, honestly, like, the whole dynamic between Han and Chewie, like, it felt, it felt like the same characters. Like, Chewie's probably a lot easier to get away with, you know, but, but, um, like, it felt like the same characters you see fucking bickering in, in the other movies, even though it's two different actors and it's, like, 40 years apart, like, it, it, it felt like a continuation of that, and I I really like the all the the hot and chewy stuff, but especially that first scene. Yeah, and I mean, just speaking of that, like I, I'm thoroughly like satisfied with Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. Like at no time did I feel like, oh, this isn't this isn't Han Solo. This is just uh, some other guy they're playing. So. That was one of the things I, I really did like about the movie. Just like I was never, I never thought like, oh, this isn't this isn't the Han Solo of my childhood or anything. Right. When and to his credit, he didn't do a Harrison Ford yeah. impression. You know what I mean? Like, and and it still made like for all the shit that everybody was talking about. You know, him having to have acting coaches and like all kinds of shit like that. Uh, yeah, like hey, if you're if you got any chips, you want to hit your fucking mute button there, buddy. Uh, that's that's not. That's me just messing around with something. I'm not eating mute oh, chips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like fucking chips. No, uh, there's just like some trash I had to get out of the way. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been the first time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. Something, uh, about Han being good, him being a good actor. Oh, yeah, just, like, you know, all the, the stuff about him having to have acting coaches brought in and all this stuff. Like, clearly he is a good actor, like, because he fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and he, he, like, I, I don't know what he did, but he figured out ways to, like, put in, like, Harrison Ford's mannerisms and his Han Solo, like, gestures without, like, mimicking him, like, uh, what's-his-name does. That Anthony and Gruber guy. Right, he's not just an impressionist. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a Han Solo impression. It's, it's his interpret own interpretation of the Han Solo character. Right, I mean, just like, I don't think you, I mean, I don't think, uh, I almost just said Lando Glover, wow, I, Donald Glover doesn't do a Billy D impression, like, he channels that yeah. character, but it's not, like, it don't feel like he was just doing a fucking impression, like, I, I was pretty impressed by, by Lando, though, too, he was definitely one of the, the big, and like, I was kind of expecting him to be. But it's definitely one of the big highlights of the movie for me. Oh yeah. oh yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and and the other thing is like I I think both of them kind of mastered this like younger version of the character too, where like Han Solo is a little bit more like optimistic and doesn't have that kind of like cynicism that he does when you find him in a uh, in the cantina in the New Hope. Uh, Lando like he he's got that swagger, but he also goes also kind of like gets befuddled sometimes and has a soft spot for a, a really interesting robot and uh yeah it's it, it's amazing like how they how they i saw these characters again on screen and that's ultimately like why i'm, I'm happy they made this movie yeah i totally agree and also like yeah just that that's another relationship that I feel like they nailed is Han and Lando. Like, again, it feels like, especially at the end, uh, end of the movie when you see, um, <laughs> the Falcon's all fucking trashed and Han comes over and like puts his arm around him. And like, you know, it felt very reminiscent of like this. It felt like the same fucking characters as you see it yeah. in empire and Jedi when they're talking about, you know, don't fucking get a scratch on my ship and all this stuff. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I enjoyed their their dynamic too, and you get the whole Han and Han thing and explained as yeah. far as like it's just him mispronouncing it to be an asshole. Like he knows that that's not how his <laughs> he's just doing it to be a dick, which makes it all that much funnier. Yeah, like it, it makes you think. Like now now when you see that scene in uh in the Return of the Jedi, it's like the last time Lando probably saw Han drive his ship. He trashed it, <laughs> so it, it may it gives you like more context to like those little moments, and maybe not the last time, but <laughs> yeah, no, I I <laughs> it'll be it'll be funny to go back and watch like Empire and 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 Jedi and and see those now with this context. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think that was uh, that whole card game too at the beginning. Like I liked how it, it had that, and then it kind of wrapped it up with the card game again towards the end. Uh, <coughs> and uh, and and that scene too at the end was like very reminiscent of the scene in Empire, you know, where you have Han or Lando coming up and acting all pissed off, and then giving him a hug. And Han does the same thing in that scene where he comes up and is like, what the fuck, dude? You left me there, blah, blah, blah. And and then he's doing it just to steal his, his extra card or whatever. Uh, but it's like pretty much the same scene playing out in, in reverse. Uh, but it has a completely I, I, like, different purpose. Like It has that little extra... Right, yeah, there's like, another layer to it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like they they have all these callbacks. Like they, they it's uh, there is a lot of like things they throw in there for the fans, but they I think they just do it perfectly on this movie. That yeah, movie, so many times I just like was beaming ear to ear. Yeah, dude, like it's just fuck. It's like a just a fucking fun movie. Like and you know, and then they like they pick up Chewie and then whatever, and they go uh, do this like train job. I like. I didn't really think the train job was gonna be so early in the movie. I thought it was gonna be kind of more one of the like penultimate scenes or whatever. But uh, yeah, so they go and do that, and also I was you know kind of surprised that 
how many of the sort of secondary characters that they killed off, which was pretty much fucking all of them, <laughs> like it, just about all of them. Uh, but like Val dies real early on, and uh, they which I dude I like that whole train scene too with the emphasis. Dude, the fucking music. I like the music a fair bit in this movie too, but especially the music that you hear whenever you see the Empress Nest crew. It's like some weird like choir shit, and it kind of reminds me of like Duel of the Fates a little bit, where it's just you know what I mean. Like I don't know if you were were paying too too much attention on those parts, but uh, it's it's a pretty cool theme, and. Uh, uh, that like I said before, that whole train scene reminds me so much of the fucking level in uh, Shadows of the Empire, and uh, you don't we don't get to see much of those range troopers. They're cool, but they're only there for like a few seconds, basically, and then yeah. uh, they all fucking die or, or you know get they just like disconnect the train. Actually, and you just they're just like stuck like, on a <laughs> on a train car out in the middle of nowhere, and you never see them again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, 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 like, I, I, I like that whole sequence, uh, a lot too. Yeah. I mean like th this movie, like it was a good action heist kind of little bit of cowboy Western. Just like it, it wasn't too serious. It wasn't like crazy high stakes, but it was just fun, entertaining, entertaining, movie fun like and that's I, th I think what I what exactly I wanted from a Han Solo movie right yeah. it's it's like a fun like gangster underworld movie yeah, yeah like I, I didn't want the whole galaxy to be at stake I just wanted some kind of cool characters and going through some crazy little adventures I like the the um, the villain to um, Dryden Boss. I think he was different enough and interesting enough, but like clearly was sort of a placeholder. Yeah, yeah. But I I still enjoyed his performance. So yeah, kind of just like he's he, he was just a mob boss kind of thing, and that's what he was. And yeah, and he that worked well. Like to do rich, 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 rich person things. Like his ship was yacht. cool. Yeah, and yeah, dude, the it, like, fucking yacht. yeah, the his yacht and yeah. uh, dude the the little like the the musician late. <laughs> so there's a singer lady, and then there's a like green fucking head in a jar with a microphone. The thing, <laughs> like that thing. I want I want an action figure of that thing. <laughs> Where was the black series of that? Uh, yeah, that was an interesting song. I kind of dig it though. Like, um, yeah, uh, that it was another scene where I was kind of like, and we get a little bit more of this in this movie, but not much. Where I was like, man, like, isn't this like one spot where you could just throw in a fucking recognizable alien, like, you know? Like, just something that we've seen before. And and to be fair, we do get to see a little bit of that later on. There's a, a Rodian in Empress Nest crew, and 
there you see some Twi'leks and some Wookiees on on um, Kessel. Kessel. And and so like that that was cool because it's like fuck this is like the fourth movie in now like can we just get like one or two like fucking recognizable things like I get you want to make new ones and that's cool and that's fun for all your fucking concept artists but like you know like it stops like at a certain point if you don't put something familiar in there it kind of stops feeling like star wars you know and it's just like okay now we're just making the weirdest silliest fucking shit possible uh, uh yeah i don't know i went off on a fucking tangent there but, yeah. um yeah I, I agree with you like this, this one felt like as as far as the uh the newer ones go like this definitely did the best to kind of like put you in that like star wars world where you have those recognizable aliens and whatnot even though they're just some kind of like little three second shots but at least they're there yeah uh, I guess, what do you guys think about the Kessel Run? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. The first time that I saw it, like, I, I nodded off for a minute. Like, I had been working all day. It was, like, 85 degrees out. I had drank, like, several beers on an empty stomach. And then I walked out in the 85-degree heat wearing like all black clothes and like almost had a heat stroke getting to the movie theater and was like sitting there like sweating buckets. So like halfway through the movie, I was like super interested in what was happening, but like physically was like drunk and like hot and sweaty and, and just like exhausted from working all day. So like I nodded off for like what I thought was like a few minutes (laughs) or, or like a minute, like maybe I was like, Oh, I missed, I missed, like, 30 seconds of that. <laughs> Turns out, I missed, like, the entire, fu- the entire fucking time they were on Kessel. Like, all of it up until, like, they're running up to the ship to leave. And, like, after seeing it again, definitely one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> like, I enjoyed it a lot. I had no idea... The first time that um, Beckett wore Lando's costume from Return of the Jedi, slept through all of that. Uh, had no idea that they fucking started like a droid revolution or like released all these prisoners. I just kind of woke up and there's just all this mayhem, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" They all right. Like, never saw Han in his fucking disguise. Never saw him split up from Chewie and then hook back up together. Like the whole fucking. <laughs> like none of it, and and then we saw it again yesterday. I was like, man, this is a really, this is really good. Like, <laughs> this is like one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> Didn't fucking see any of it the first time. I think like with that whole droid revolution and uh, is it L three? Is that the wrong name? yeah three? I feel like it adds now to like Empire Strikes Back when like or is it? might be a new hope where c-3po is all like i don't know where your ship learned to communicate like that stuff just kidding oh yeah that's oh, that by L3. yeah cool. interesting yeah like the i guess the falcon is, is l3 kind of interesting but i like so one one thing with the whole kessel run that like made it for me out like a couple at the end of uh end of rebels 
I was whining because I didn't know how they do like space whales or those kind of creatures in live action. And I feel like I got that in this movie and I actually very much enjoyed that part of it. And yeah, I think it retroactively fuck. made the finale of, of rebels more acceptable to me as far as. Well, and I was thinking about it, like, really, though, like, go back to Empire, though, there's, there's creatures living out in space, there's a fucking worm living on that asteroid. And that's kind of, like, all we got, but none of these, like, whales and this, like... Sure, but, like, it's, it's established, at least, that there's shit that lives out there. Right, yeah. But, yeah, I agree, I thought that shit was very well done, and... And it like the scale of it too, of how tiny the ship was next to it. Like it was really like a sense of like, oh fuck, it's like Jonah and the whale shit going on right now. Um, so what what exactly was that? Was that the the space whales or was it? No, I don't know exactly. It's different, but I don't think it was a pergil. But okay. they said something about when they're traveling down that like corridor or whatever. They said something about like we don't really know it's out there. Basically, some like. Okay. giant animals Void that breathers. feed on like yeah vacuum. whatever vacuum breathers and uh but dude okay i didn't even notice it the first time exactly but like when when you see right there's that gravity well right and they're trying to fucking get out <laughs> and and uh uh you see the the fucking creature getting like sucked back into it as they're trying to escape and then, like, right before it finally gets sucked in, I didn't notice this the first time, but you see its entire fucking skin get peeled off, and then you can see its, like, exposed skull right before the whole fucking thing gets sucked in and, like, vaporized. It's pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah, there, there's some, uh, some good gore in this movie. <laughs> you get, uh, you, oh, fuck! Yeah. The arms! Yeah. How have we not talked? <laughs> That's another part that I slept through. I, I literally, I literally, after the first time, if we would have recorded this after only seeing it once, I would have been like, man, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. I was kind of hoping to see Chewbacca rip somebody's arms off in this movie, and we totally didn't get to see it. But no, it turns out I just fucking slept through it. <laughs> it's great. Great, like, Hans' reaction is like, Nice, Chewie. Like, I could have used that. Like, oh, yeah. Disguise. Perfect. I mean, it's like I could have used that uniform to disguise, but yeah, it's cool. No, it's cool. Just fucking rip his arms out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, yeah, fuck. There's a lot of shit. Like, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that I liked about this movie. Like, very, very few things that I had to criticize or... or you know what I mean? Like there, I I liked it a lot, and uh, I think that whole part two with like the imperial blockade and then the fucking chase with the tie fighters was really cool, um, and their their escape at the last second and it like it kind of because we were talking before about like man the falcons are gonna have to get real good and fucked up because it looks all real shiny and blue and white right now and it's gonna. <laughs> Can't look like that at the end of the movie, and yeah, it turns out it got real good and fucked up. Uh, but yeah, I I like that whole scene. Okay, Chris, I gotta ask you a question because, like, obviously Ron Howard made this and 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 whatever, and there was one moment when we're we're it's sort of I guess it's sort of a joke, sort of just a line that 
when I, I was like, okay, that seems like a fucking sly Arrested Development reference. And I don't know if you noticed it or if you thought the same thing or not. Uh, not that I, I can remember, but... <laughs> and it's like it's not like it's not like a concrete like thing, but just the way that it's said, and just considering that Ron Howard made it, it made me kind of think like that it might have been so. Like uh, uh, Lando's like running to go get like L three when she's fucked up, and he's gonna like plug her into the computer, right? And Han's flying the ship, and shit's getting all crashed around and blown up. And Lando like runs into the room and goes, and that's why you never let anybody else drive your ship. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I know exactly what you're thinking of. Yeah. At first, at first, I started fucking laughing, and nobody else was really laughing about it. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm alone here, but it sure felt like, especially the way that he, yeah, especially the way that he said it too. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of hoping. It would have been probably a little bit too on the nose, but I was kind of hoping somebody was going to lose an arm, and then they were going to say, and that's why you do, you know, something or other. But you always just considering it. how many people lose limbs in Star Wars, like, you know, but it, it probably would have been a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, I have to watch the rest of development, so. Yeah, yeah. man, you got to get with the fucking times. <laughs> She's been out for Tuesday, 15 think, years. <laughs> yeah, I think next week, yeah. First half, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the new season comes out very soon. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know, though. I, I, I think it was just a fucking fun movie, you know what I mean? Like, they all, it had a lot of, uh, it, 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 it didn't have a lot of parts that, that, like slowed down, you know what I mean? There, there. It, I think it was well paced. It, it wasn't. It didn't get drug out at any points. It kind of just keeps moving and moving and moving, and and then you know they get right. They fucking finish their run. They get all the way to I can't remember the name of the planet that they end up on, um, to get their shit refined, and then they run into uh, Emphis Nest again, and. Then they hatch the plan to basically try to fuck over uh, Voss and Beckett bails Tobias Beckett. I love this name is Tobias. Uh, Beckett bails and then they go and uh, uh, try to swindle him, but then he already double crossed him and then. Everybody tries to kill everybody, and Kira ends up killing Voss while Beckett fucking pieces out with all the stuff and Chewie hauling it. Then you get to see, uh, like, I, I I really enjoyed the scene too at the end where you have Han shoot first. Because I, I was like, oh, they're going to start doing some corny shit here. Like, he's going to fucking, you know, he's going to try to double cross him again. And then, like, nope. Oh, that, and which is what you love about Han Solo in the first place is it. And it also, like, I know it's also Harrison Ford, but it also is like, 
reminiscent of that fucking Indiana Jones scene where <laughs> the guy busts out the sword. He's like, wah, 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 and then he just fucking, what the fuck are you doing? And he just shoots him like, fucking, come on. <laughs> no, yeah, that, I'm just going to fucking shoot you. That like, took me a while to understand because I was like, wait, he just shot him? It's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. And he shoots, he shoots first. <laughs> <laughs> but and I think that that w- I like that scene a lot too, and and it kind of it also kind of I, I I wouldn't say it's a fuck you to George Lucas, but it's kind of like putting to bed the whole Han shot first thing a little bit. Yeah, which good, you know, people have been having that argument for way too long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, yeah, and then, <clears throat> so, my fucking, like, cream dream, like, fucking <laughs> shooting my wad in my pants moment of the movie. Like, I didn't have this spoiled exactly. Like, I had heard on uh, Reddit, like, probably two and a half weeks ago, somebody basically very angrily saying that this character had appeared in the movie and I didn't really believe it, and I, so I didn't go into the movie expecting that it was going to happen or thinking that I had been spoiled for anything. Right. I was like, that would be cool, but I don't fucking believe it. Maybe in the background in, or something, you know, because I heard that this, you know, the character showed up on a hologram, and I'm like, okay, so, like, maybe in the background it'll be, like, a wanted poster hologram or something. I wasn't expect, you know what I mean? I wasn't expecting much other than, like, a, like, like how he Bosk is in the movie by way of being mentioned. And and then but once the movie kind of gets going and and you hear the first time where I really thought it might be a possibility was when you hear Voss say something like you know who I answer to and you know what he'll do or what he'll expect or whatever and I was like, "Hmm, interesting." And then you hear the name of the organization is Crimson Dawn and I was like, "Uh." <laughs> Interesting. And yeah, I fucking got like I like I didn't jump up, but I like jolted up in my seat when that fucking scene started and and you hear the fucking voice and <clears throat> I wasn't sure at first. I was like, "That's ha- that has to be Sam Witwer," and right. turns out it is. So I mean, it's fucking Darth Maul yeah, both, in both the flesh, and they got yeah. That I was so fucking that. That's so cool that they got Ray Park to be the fucking body, and Sam Witwer to be the voice. Like those are the two people that are Darth Maul to me, and that was fucking cool. I, that that was very exciting, and I loved the way he looked. Like his fucking. His outfit and everything, and he still got his like Inquisitor lightsaber from Rebels. There's a lot of connections to Rebels and to the prequels in this movie too, which I really appreciated. Um, I fucking loved it though. I don't know what you guys thought about them bringing Maul in. I never thought they would after, especially after <laughs> they killed him off in Rebels. I was like, there's no way because it's just going to be too confusing to the general audience, <laughs> like that it they're not going to understand. There are definitely no. people when I was leaving who were like, "What? What? What was that? Like, when is this? Was this during episode one? What's going on?" Like, but maybe it's like super smart. Like, I didn't think that Disney thought that people were smart enough. You know what I mean? 
Like I, th- I was assuming they would play to the lowest common denominator and say like, well, people aren't smart enough to figure out that we have put out these other things that are like separate mediums. They're going to have to, but like in, in a way it's kind of like a really fucking smart idea because now they're like giving people a reason to go seek out clone wars and to go seek out rebels because they're going to be like, wait, what the fuck? I thought he was <laughs> like, no, yeah, there's these other things. Yeah, I got, I got a go few like, text messages like, what? Darth Maul is still alive? Like, well, yeah, like, yeah, go watch Clone Wars, go yeah, watch Rebels. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a fucking genius move. I just didn't think that they, they I don't were. want to say smart enough to do it, but like, I didn't think that they thought people were smart enough to handle it, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, which is because I was kind of expecting, like, you know, that if he did pop up, it would have been in an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. But then once you get the whole showdown with him and Kenobi on Rebels, I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to happen because they already played that card. They fucking did that on Rebels, and that's the end of Maul. And so now it's kind of weird, though, because now it's kind of being set up to. It's being set up, obviously, for a sequel, I think. And it seems like Kira is going to go hook up with Maul and he's going to keep being in charge of Crimson Dawn and potentially going to have some more run-ins with Han. And and it's setting up that Maul is out there and active in the world during the same timeline as they're supposedly about to set up an Obi-Wan movie. Like, as much as I enjoyed the way it ended in Rebels, now it kind of seems like... And again, it takes it back to that conversation that we've had a million times about like what is planned and what is kind of flying by the seat of their pants and making this, you know what I mean? Because like yeah. if you were to really been planning it like two, th- two years ago when you were writing those Rebels episodes, if you would have known you were going to bring him in in a movie and in that same timeline be bringing in Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi like, would you have waited and not killed him off and not had that final showdown in Rebels so you could have it in a move? You know what I mean? Like, it, it just makes me wonder how much of it was planned and, and how much they're... And obviously, I'm excited that they brought him back on fucking screen. That's insane. And, and I never would have expected it in a million years. But but it just makes you wonder where they're going to go from here and, and if we'll actually get to see him for real on screen in what I'm hoping for is going to be a fucking sequel. I would have to assume they're probably going to make one. Well, I think the cool thing is like, you don't necessarily need to make a solo sequel. You could have like a Boba Fett movie with ties to Crimson Dawn or some other character and like pick up a story yeah. there. But right. It, I'd even, that's even a good watch point. Kira as the main person too. I'm kind of interested in her and, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, you could have a well. And there's been or... rumors about a Lando movie with Donald Glover. Yeah, I'd watch that too. I, I think any a lot of these characters could hold their own movie. Fuck, with ties dude, in with give all me of a them. fucking give me a mall movie. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, fuck, right? like that would be amazing. Like, I. Yeah, I do hope they do something. Like, if this is just they just decide to end this and they don't ever do anything with with like Darth Maul appearing here, I think it'd be very upsetting. And just yeah. it would it seem like a service. waste. Yeah, it yeah. would seem like a waste because it's it's like they're clearly setting it up to be. And he says, you know, we're going to be working more closely in the future. All this stuff, like, there, it really seems like they're setting it up hard to to bring him in in a bigger way. And I fucking hope so. 
And I've I've even heard, and this this is like I'm just going off of like deep deep internet rumors that have zero ground. That like even even like do a mall movie with with appearances of like Ahsoka and bring her onto the screen stuff like that. Um, Dude, that would be fucking amazing. Like I and you know like I, the other thing too that's so cool about it is it gives me hope for all kinds of other characters and things that I wouldn't have expected that they would have the balls to do. You know what I mean? And in the movie world, because it's like animation's easier to get away with certain things, but like, like Darth Maul in a movie is something that I never thought would, they would have the, the balls to bring back because it's people, it's just hard for people to understand. But again, it's like, it kind of makes perfect sense because now you're like, giving people a reason to go seek out your TV shows and watch them and figure it out. And, and so it's like, it kind of open. it just like saw Guerrera coming into rogue one. I think this kind of opens another new door of, of like, yeah, it weaves the fabrics of like the clone wars, rebels, the prequels and <clears throat> this stuff. all together. And the sequels. And yeah. And, and I, that's another thing that I like about this movie a lot too, is I feel like, it really tie like you said, Danny. It really ties shit together. Like you've, like it might be like a little connection, but it's like you've got the dice that literally goes from this movie to A New Hope to Empire to Last Jet or Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and and you've got this movie that ties to Episode One, that ties to Empire, that ties to Jedi. Like it ties to a lot of different, and it ties to A New Hope. Like this movie provides a lot of connective tissue to other movies but also i think does a good job of being its own story though definitely yeah so like that's the thing like it like i would love a a solo sequel but even if there's not a direct solo sequel like i think we'll definitely see these characters again in, in some form and hopefully in the movies again Right, one well, and like you said, it could be it could be a Boba Fett movie because they're clearly going to Tatooine to hook up with Jabba, yeah. and and it could be a Boba Fett movie that comes out, and then those guys end up going to Tatooine and then cross paths with Boba there. Like I heard Lawrence Kasdan say, like there's between the end of this movie and A New Hope, there's like ten years of Han be working with Jabba to like explore. So like they could do multiple fucking sequels there's 10 years to play around with in there yep and you're right there can you hear us matt yeah can you hear me yeah sorry Mm -hmm. so we got in there chopped up there but oh yeah i mean like it's it it expands the star wars universe even further like that's what I want each movie to do and kind of even though it's expanding to kind of all all be all be connected but uh yeah so I mean I don't even know I, I this movie was a completely different experience than like the last three or four or because the way I like I'd, I'd say like the Force Awakens, it was like this crazy roller coaster because it's the first Star Wars you see you're seeing in theaters in ten years. Rogue One was this like heavy Star Wars war movie. Out of The Last Jedi was just a complete like mindfuck, and then this one was just pure like ice cream as far as Star Wars movies go. Like 
<laughs> it's just it was just enjoyable to me. So that's that's what, that'll be my final thought about Solo for now. Yeah, yeah, I I I agree with that analogy. It's like there there's a lot of they all had their sort of role to play in sort of building this like new Star Wars universe, and like you said, Force Awakens is sort of bringing it all back and re restarting it all and and then rogue one was real fucking intense last jedi was real fucking intense and like this movie is intense and violent and has a lot of death and whatever too but like it's like it's like you said it i think maybe like yeah there's a lot of humor in it too but also like the facts that the stakes are kind of a little bit lower it's a more focused smaller scale story where the, the fate of the universe isn't necessarily at stake. It's just the fate of these characters, and 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 yeah, it's just fucking fun, man. Like I, I, and again, it's like I enjoyed the shit out of Infinity War, but that was more, I would say, closer to something like The Last Jedi or Rogue One in that, like, it was a little fucking heavier and more yeah. intense, and and. Like, where this was, like, maybe a comparison that I might make is, like, maybe a little closer to, like, Thor Ragnarok, where it's, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, like, some shit happens, but, like, it's still a pretty fun movie. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't have to process anything. I don't have to, like, think about, like, wait, what does this mean as far as this goes, and where, where does it go from here? It's, like, this is just good, good old Star Wars entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I had a good fucking time. I definitely plan on seeing it like probably another four or five times. <laughs> and and the other thing too, like I know we talked about it before, like I kind of like needed a little bit of a fucking break after Last Jedi. Like that shit kind of like fucking like wore me down emotionally. <laughs> like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it was, like, a huge build-up for a long time, and then it was just, like, this fucking, like, like, here it all is, like, fucking deal <laughs> with it. And then, like, I, 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 like, I've just been kind of on, like, not, like, a hiatus, but I've just been kind of, like, I've dialed back the amount of Star Wars that I've been consuming in the last few months up until recently, just because, like, I needed to fucking dial it back a little bit and, like, you know, take a breather after however many years of fucking intense buildup. And and I feel like this movie has, like, gotten me, like, very re-energized as far as... Like, it sounds silly. It's, like, not like I'm never not into Star Wars, but it's, like, to, you know, I, I, like, I, I'm, like, all fucking excited and back into it now because... It's probably how people felt after Empire came out before Return of the Jedi. We're just like, "Fuck, man!" Like that shit was depressing. Like <laughs> I liked the movie, but like, fuck. Like where do we go from here? And yeah, it was just kind of like a shot in the arm of of like, yeah, this is fun Star Wars and it's fucking Han and Chewie and Lando fucking around and and having a good time and and oh yeah, here's Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's yeah. the kind of shock that like it, it's still like it's like whoa, Darth Maul, but it wasn't like oh shit, all this thing thought stuff I thought about Star Wars is, is completely different now. 
Right. Well, and it makes sense in the timeline. Like he's out there. He's yeah. fucking trying to run the underworld. This is before Rebels. Yeah, so, so you know, if, if you before he Wars, gets like, marooned on on Malachor. Yeah. Yeah, I had a good fucking time, man. I I the only gripe I have probably is that uh, I didn't get to see it with you boys, but uh, you know we'll we'll fucking make it happen for the next time, um, and definitely for celebration. That's another thing uh, we didn't really talk about, but oh, yeah. yeah, fucking Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. get yeah, some man. fucking pizza. Oh, I'm getting too. fucking excited though. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 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 pretty amped. I already look like I've been looking for at like uh, different Airbnbs and stuff, but I'm waiting for like the Star Wars website to release like the special pricing for hotels to see what those are, and then. Yeah, I heard that. Like, I think like July, June or July fifth, June fifth, maybe. 5th. Um, the the actual tickets for Celebration go on sale, and then some of some hotel packages go on sale then too, or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean the the Celebration passes and not buying four, four single day passes is my first goal. So I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, that's the first priority. And then, yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we'll figure out the hotels, but yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm fucking excited though. I, I've never been to Chicago. Well, I've been, it's not true. I've been through Chicago on a train, but I was only there for like half an hour. So I don't think that really counts. Uh, yeah. No, you gotta, really yeah. I'd actually like walk it for an hour outside to actually visit a city or something. Right. Well, and it's like by, by, by that standard, I've been to Amsterdam five times. But I've never been to Amsterdam. Yeah. Like, I've just been through the airport five times. Yeah. And turns out you can't buy anything fun at the airport. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I've been to Chicago before. I got a brother in Indianapolis, so, like, what, I might like, make a little road trip out, out of it. Stop in Pittsburgh to see my family. Stop in Indiana to see my brother. Then go to Chicago. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm I like like we said before. It's like I know it's so far away, but even just knowing where and when it's gonna be makes it tangible and makes it like okay, now I can start planning towards it and building towards it and and thinking about it and and putting money away for it and all these things and and yeah, dude, I'm I'm fucking ready. I, I it it sucks that like the first <laughs> the first time that we decided to go to celebration was when they just all of a sudden decided to stop doing it every year. Yeah. Like, it had been, like, you know, between Celebration and Celebration Europe, like, you could at least go, if you if you had the money to go to Europe, you could at least, there was at least a thing you could go to somewhere. And, and then we're like, okay, cool, that was fucking awesome, let's do that again every year. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, well, uh, uh never mind. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and it took so uh, long to hear, like, it, it, it I remember we were expecting an announcement at at the uh, the closing ceremony. It took yeah. over a full year for them to announce it. Well, more than that, and yeah. and the other thing too, it's like they announced it like two weeks after May the fourth. It's like why the fuck wouldn't you just announce it on May the fourth? Like, yeah, that was yeah, that's weird. It, Especially it made it so close to like Solo coming out too. Yeah, like you, you know, like you, you, and they they acted like they were, and maybe they were trying to still get. It. And the thing that I've heard is that 
they were they were still trying to finalize it for Anaheim because they wanted it to be Anaheim because of the opening of Galaxy's Edge or whatever. Um, but that Chicago was the backup city if Anaheim couldn't get finalized in time. And that there was a thing that I heard about how contractors said that it wasn't that Galaxy's Edge wasn't going to be ready in time, so they didn't want to have celebration be in Anaheim when it was like in May when the thing wasn't going to open until June, right? So right, that they, so may, I'm guessing maybe they were trying to finalize it for May 4th and it just, they weren't able to. And, and then they're like, okay, we'll have to go with our backup city and, and, uh, put it for Chicago. But, uh, yeah, I'm fucking excited though. I've never really gotten, like I said, to spend much time there. So, I mean, uh, yeah. shit, and it's five days instead of four also. Four. <laughs> yeah, that extra Monday will be interesting. Because uh, yeah. four days is pretty brutal. Like, I, as much as I love Well, the- we learned a lot of lessons, yeah, though, I, I think, think we'll as far as, like, but, yeah. As far as, like, the overnight lines and, like, that could have been a lot less brutal had we been even slightly prepared. Yeah. Oh, I... I I think even you guys were a little bit more prepared. You guys at least had pillows, right? <coughs> no, dude, we, we didn't have nothing. because oh, because yeah. we we weren't even gonna try to get into the line. We we were like, "Fuck this, we're done. We're bailing. Like, we're not gonna spend all night in line and not get in again because that was fucking horrible." Oh yeah, I remember that. And we were literally about to bail, and then we asked the guy who was like clicking at the end of the line. He had a little counter, and we're like, "Do you think we're gonna get in?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, definitely." And we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's stick around for a little while and see what happens. But, like, so we didn't have any food. We didn't have any fucking anything. Like, we had no preparation. And it was definitely worth it. But it was, like, next next time, there's a lot of shit I would do differently. Right. And I think uh, uh, if they use their, their bigger rooms at the at Chicago, they can seat a lot more than the whatever the 3,200 people that they Yeah, some, <clears throat> somebody was saying there's like a basketball arena in there and that like for Force Awakens that they had like a basketball arena for that panel and that they could fit over 7,000 people. So they basically could get in anybody who was trying to get in. So it sounds like logistically, hopefully it's going to be a lot more organized. It couldn't be a lot less organized. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've heard even from the people that were, like, in Anaheim Fort. Yeah. That, like, the organization in Orlando was a little... Yeah, little, I don't think they were prepared a, for for yeah. the, the scale of what that was going to be. Yeah. But, no, Chicago, here we come. Fuck yeah, boys. Of, I'm uh, so excited. Speaking of Chicago, it all ties together. Should we... Uh, Talk about some rules <laughs> to cap this all off. We'll do it. We'll do it. Won't tell your story about a woman I know. I come loving. The show. She ain't exactly pretty, ain't exactly small. Four, two, third, nine, fifty-six. You can say she got it all. 
So we're on episode 5 of the Roseanne Revival. I need a recap because I, I don't remember the last time. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Right, it's it. been a minute. So it says Darlene versus David. David, okay. And uh, David comes back finally from, <clears throat> yes, he's been off being a fucking philanthropist or whatever fucking... Uh, or full-on rapist, as Charlie would say, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and he's been off trying to save the world or whatever. And it seems like, at least in the, like, you know, in the context of this show, sort of Mark's death was, like, the breaking point for a lot of these characters where shit kind of went sideways. Like, Becky's fucking life went south after that and so did david's life went south because his brother died and then because his life went south darlene's fucking marriage went south and kind of all everything kind of went to shit when he died seems like and and so like this episode is about him sort of coming back and trying to <clears throat> make nice with darlene and and uh they start arguing and then they immediately fuck each other and then they start arguing again. And they're basically just back and forth between, like, being super in love and raging and screaming at each other. And everyone around them is just like, yeah, this is pretty much what you do all the time for the last 20 years. I don't know why you think it's going to be any different this time. It's like, no, no, it'll be different. It's fine. Uh, and, and uh Yeah. That's it's uh, like the the main uh, <clears throat> crux of the episode, I guess. Yeah. So I I think because like I'm still in the early seasons of the original Roseanne. I, I kind of remember David like when I was like watching when I was younger, but I I haven't seen like the episodes where like they have the height of their relationship. So this is kind of yeah like a right because in our watch. in our like follow through we're still on like season two where like David yeah. hasn't even shown up right yeah so I haven't binged it far enough ahead to kind of get into the nitty gritty of like I I know kind of the the gist of the relationship but I don't I want to see it, see those episodes to kind of give more context to this one right I I feel like there's some good parts where like. Uh, or Darlene's mad that Roseanne stays in contact with David. Yeah. You don't really know. Like, like he's kind of like actually is like a like she treats him like he's one of her children. Stays in contact. Yeah, and and yeah, like Darlene gets pissed at her because she's still talking to him, and she's like, "Well, <laughs> she says like, well, he's kind of like my son, and you're kind of like my daughter." <laughs> uh. uh Yeah, no, well, I mean, it's it's pretty clear that Dan hates him. Yeah, is that like something that carries on from like the uh, the original run through? I think it's more of like uh, Dan's pissed off about him leaving her and the yeah, children. Yeah, he hates gotcha. him for bailing. I okay, think so that was more. Like the thing um, they're carrying over. Yeah. It's just kind of like for what he did. That's Dan just being yeah fucking over his daughter. Yeah, or no, being pissed that he fucked over his daughter. Yeah. Okay. But then, like, 
he makes this whole fucking stink throughout the whole episode about how he's trying to come back and, and be different and be, be there and be more present and whatever. But it's like you already know that that Johnny Galecki is only in one episode of the entire fucking season. So it's like, well, well <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It's like, well, are you really back? <laughs> no, here's, here, here's the thing I'll share with you it's from through, through, through other shows and stuff right now that there's uh you know, there's, there's rumors that other shows that Johnny Galecki is part of is, are, is ending here shortly. So maybe they're just giving him a leeway so that he can come back in soon as the schedule oh really yeah. <clears throat> is it big bang theories ending yeah. yeah that's that's the rumor so far anyways well so. shit has been on for like 10 fucking years hasn't yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah uh well good i mean if that means he can come back to roseanne full time then yeah fucking do it go for it do it um but it was just kind of funny because they set it up like that's the whole point of the episode is he's like oh i'm back and it's like well well, <laughs> <are> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's another one where it's like, it's not. It, it isn't like wall to wall laughs in this episode because they're trying to like deal with some some heavier shit and deal with their relationship problems and and whatever. But it definitely has some funny moments and like Roseanne and, and Jackie's mom comes back like she shows up and like i was surprised the same lady same fucking actress still alive still kicking uh uh and <laughs> she gets kicked out of the nursing home and she's like telling some fucking story about why she got kicked out and and then turns out the real reason that she got kicked out is because she's the, he said she's a danger to the other residents and this is why do they say that she's like well i might have given like Several of the guys a little bit of gonorrhea. (laughs) 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 And then then at the very end of the episode, they're having this like cake eating contest because the daughter had like smashed a bunch of cakes at the store that they ended up having to pay for or whatever. So they're having a cake eating contest to get rid of them and and then the grandma, uh, everybody has their face buried in a cake, and the grandma goes, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. And Jackie turns to her with this, like, horrified look on her face, and is like, I doubt that very much. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, uh, I, I forgot about that. I forgot about, too, I really like the, like, at the beginning scene with Roseanne at the self-checkout with the, the granddaughter going, <laughs> yeah. beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, gonna make me be a cashier, and my starting salary is bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No, I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't wasn't like the 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 funniest episode ever. It's not you know just wall to wall jokes, but yeah, it was a good episode. I I'd give it an eight. Yeah, I think I think eight. I'm, I'm just gonna steal yours. I'm gonna go on the lower end of seven. It just uh, I get I, I guess I just need to kind of the uh, the background behind David and Darlene. Right? I yeah, I'm sure without having like more context of their relationship, it probably isn't as meaningful of a like 
cameo or whatever because you're like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why does he matter? But yeah, I mean, I, I, it definitely, uh, the whole Jackie and Roseanne's mom coming back was the funniest part, though. So that's why it still gets a seven. There you go. All right. But uh, anything else you guys want to get into, or I think that would. No, I mean, we got oh shit, we can save for next time, uh, and hopefully we can try to get my brother on next time. He was trying to get on, but he lives on the other side of the fucking planet, so it turns out it's kind of difficult to. We're already coordinating three different time zones, and then you throw in somebody who's in Germany on top of that, and it makes it even more difficult. So uh, we'll we'll get him on here uh, soon and and uh, and and see what he thinks about Solo because he was excited to to talk about it. But uh, yeah, no, uh, good shit. Uh, yeah, fucking a boys. So good. Uh, good times. Yeah, right. you can uh, always email us at hollandsnokes at gmail.com. I'm Snokin' Oats on Twitter. So I'm Sith Fur on Twitter. And I'm Darth Matt 501 And we're Holland Snokes. Good night, everybody. I'm feeling like a star, you can't stop my shine I'm bloody cloud nine, my head's in the sky I'm solo, I'm riding solo I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo Yeah, I'm feeling good tonight Finally doing me and it feels so right Oh, time to do the things I like Going to the club, everything's alright Oh, no one to answer to No one is gonna argue, no And since I got that whole I'm living life now that I'm free, yeah Told me get my together, now I got my together, yeah Now I made it through the weather, better days are gonna get better I'm so sorry that it didn't work out, I'm moving on I'm so sorry, but it's over now, the pain is gone I'm putting on my face to cover up my eyes, I'm jumping in my ride, I'm heading out I'm solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo I'm feeling like a star, you can't stop my shine I'm bloody cloud nine, my head's in the sky I'm solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo Now I'm feeling how I should Never knew single could feel this good Oh, star player misunderstood Back in the game, who knew I would? Oh, so fly, time I spread my wings Loving myself makes me wanna sing Oh, oh, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah Told me get my together Now I got my together Yeah, now I made it through the weather Better days are gonna get better I'm so sorry, sorry it didn't work out I'm moving on I'm so sorry, but it's over now The pain is gone I'm putting on my shades to cover up my eyes I'm jumping in my ride, I'm heading out tonight I'm solo, I'm riding solo I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo I'm feeling like a star, you can't stop my shine I'm loving cloud nine, my head's in the sky I'm solo, I'm riding solo I'm riding solo
solo, I'm riding solo, solo. I'm putting on my shades to cover up my eyes. I'm jumping in my ride. I'm heading out tonight. I'm solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo, solo. I'm feeling like a star. You can't stop my shine. I'm loving cloud nine. My head's in the sky. I'm solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. Solo, solo.